Hey everyone, this is Indra. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to wish everyone, and especially our South Asian fam, a happy Diwali. For those of you who don't know, Diwali symbolizes the victory of light over darkness, good over evil, and knowledge over ignorance, which feels pretty apt for the time we're living in right now. Hope your celebrations are full of light and love and safe, of course. Happy Diwali! Karma fam. Hi, Karma fam. What a brand new world we live in this week. I mean, I mean, and like, (laughs) it's just like, I feel like we couldn't have chosen to, you know, in the past couple months, we've chosen to focus this podcast on South Asian Americans and pop culture. And I know like the president shouldn't be pop culture, <laughs> but. But he makes um, himself pop culture because he was on The Apprentice. So yeah, let's, let's just say, like, start there. It's true. Like it is kind of this weird, I, the presidency now with tweeting and social media and stuff like it is something that is definitely on our minds in media. And to see a woman of South Asian descent going into the White House, um, getting elected to be vice president, of course, we're talking about Kamala Harris, is just, it's so exciting. It's so, like, it's just so fantastic. I'm so excited. And um, I think that we're just like, I feel really proud of her as like a brown woman myself. I feel like really proud of her. I feel like she has just shattered like so many different glass ceilings, just being who she is stepping into the White House. And not that I doubted that she would get elected, but I, I, after the Hillary Clinton, again, I don't think Hillary Clinton had the best record. And do I believe that she, not to get political, do I believe that she should have been the candidate in 2016? No, but- Seeing how much this country kind of shit on a woman, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was very apprehensive for Kamala to go through the gamut, if you will. Absolutely. Because I felt I felt really protective of her, and I think a lot of women did, and especially I couldn't even imagine like women of color, um, that I was scared what was gonna happen. And to that she overcame every obstacle that was in front of her and Mm -hmm. has come up on top and she's our new vice president is beyond words. Like I I can't, I'm going to get choked up, but I, I just, I really wondered after the last election, if we would have any woman as the vice president or president, let alone a woman of color is just, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I was proven wrong. Yeah. And you know, I was, you know, this has been such a crazy time. We're recording this on Monday, November 9th. So you know, the news broke on Saturday, we've had a couple days to digest and in conversations with people, I was kind of remarking on how I feel like Kamala Harris has not had as much thrown at her in terms of Mm. like the gender identity 
politics than Hillary did. Because like Hillary, everyone was talking about how she dressed, her haircut, how she looked. Like she was obviously in the spotlight in a like bigger position for longer because of the way the Democratic Party like propped her up. But I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of that being thrown at Kamala Harris, which has been like... You know, I think Me Too, the Me Too movement in the past four years has made a big difference in terms of people realizing, hey, it's not okay to talk about women this way. It's not okay to discriminate based on gender anymore. And I think that that's like, it's changed the conversation. Like, don't you agree there hasn't been as much of that with Kamala Harris? Yeah, I think she's, I think, like you said, there's um, a narrative that has followed Hillary since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm old. Um, And so, um, yeah, I think Kamala is coming. She's younger. She's, she's fresher. Yeah. Um, And I want, I I will say, Indra, I -hmm. want to believe everything you're saying. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. I want to believe. I so I will stand on like I want to believe with what you're saying and that's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Um I'm I'm trying to look at the best of this for sure. <laughs> I think we have to be positive. Yeah. And I think um also it's just like I think there is obviously like we have more to go, a lot more to go. Oh, there's, yes. there's a lot in this country that's so broken mm-hmm. um, that I do believe that Kamala and Joe will be in a better position with their like skills, <laughs> their personal skills than Donald mm-hmm. Trump to kind of repair, which Donald Trump, like we kind of have a solve on the wound right now. Yeah, it's kind of like, and it's going to take time to sort of heal these these wounds that are really deep at this point, I think, for all of us. Whether you supported Donald Trump or not, like the hate that right. went on in this country is um, it was unprecedented, I think. And I think we saw people pushing back against that more than ever, which created all these fantastic movements and things. But... Um, there was also a lot of stuff happening on the other side, a lot of hatred, a lot of divisiveness, a lot of, um, no, we aren't going to support women. We aren't going to support people of color. Um, don't tell me what to do and how to think. And it's just really encouraging to see the majority of this company step stepping up, <laughs> the majority of this country, sorry, stepping up and saying, yeah, we support Joe Biden, but we also support this strong woman of color being in the White House, being steps away from the presidency, really being in such an important position in our country. And as a South Asian American woman growing up in the U.S., and I've said this so many times, but, you know, just again, like not seeing myself represented in all of the spaces that I moved in on TV, in the White House in politics. It's like this feels like a watershed moment, just like, wow. Like, people are saying the word South Asian all the time now. (laughs) Like, people know, when they hear South Asian, they know what that means now, you know? It's not just, like, this weird little term that only a subset of us know. Now everybody is going to know what it means to be South Asian, which I think in and of itself is, like, a huge deal. So, 
Yeah. I mean, like, Indra, there's going to be a picture of a South Asian woman hanging up. In the White House. In libraries. In the White House. I mean. In wherever she lives. Have you seen, like, on social media, I've seen a bunch of, like, photos where I saw one where it was, like, a picture of all the vice presidents that have come before Kamala Harris. And they are all white men. And then you have Kamala Harris, this woman of color. She's of Jamaican descent. She's of Indian descent. And um, she's a woman. And this is the stark contrast. Like this is happening in 2020. It's just, it's really amazing. It's empowering for brown women everywhere. It's empowering for black women. It's empowering for women in general. So um, yeah, that's our little commentary on the times that we're living in. Um, But to the real stuff of what we want to talk about, um, we are really excited to bring you this interview that we did with Kirpa Sudik, who was on Colton season of The Bachelorette, or sorry, The Bachelor, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which was a couple years ago now. Um, and yeah, Kirpa is, uh, we were talking about it in the interview, and we think she's one of only two South Asians that have ever been on the show. So that's crazy <laughs> in the like 20 Which it's seasons like abc do your work oh my god you but, know yeah like in the 20 seasons that that show has been on the air like come on if there aren't like if there are not more south asians now that we have kamala harris in the white house come 2021 right. i'm gonna write some uh, strongly worded letters to I the know. producers <laughs> this is absolutely unacceptable I think it's like well yeah and I mean I've said a lot of stuff about how I think that like you know maybe there aren't as many South Asians because of the cultural piece and the the discomfort with showing kissing and that romantic stuff on TV and we actually talk about that with Kerpa like why she felt comfortable and I was surprised by her answer actually to find out why she was okay with going on the show um, from that perspective. But there's going to be more people like her. There are more people like her in the U.S. who, and, you know, The Bachelor can do a better job of finding those people. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But anyway, our our conversation with her was really lovely. I was, I was struck by how, like, just how normal she is. <laughs> do you know what right. I mean? And, and she's, she's stunning. She's beautiful. Is that and, okay to say? Like yeah. she, we saw her, we hung out with her on Zoom and. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she's, there's something so natural about her. Yeah. And, you know, both in personality, it's like she's not putting on this instiga- Instagram influencer front on any means. No. And I mean, she is like, she has 79.5 thousand followers. So, oh, wow. Like, she has a lot of followers. She has a big following, but she talks about like how she met her boyfriend now is super normal. Like, she has a normal job, like the way that she lives her life and, everything after the bachelor you know the bachelor franchise just like the minute you're on the show your social media following just goes from like one to a million and you're just like an influencer automatically and i feel like she's just approached it in such a like 
normal and down to earth way, which is it was just kind of refreshing and and eye opening to hear like, oh, yeah, like, you know, not everyone in that world like decides to go all in with that and become a terrible person. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And and I think it's interesting what you're saying. It's such a machine. Bachelor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the bachelor and, you know, um, I heard some actress say this about it was about the actors like who you were before you were acting before you're famous is amplified. Yeah. A thousand times. And so you can tell that she's just been a good person. She still is a good person. She's beautiful inside out. And that's just amplified X amount of times through the focus of the lens on her. Totally. And she gives us some good behind the scenes content just in terms Mm -hmm. of like what goes on in the house, like what happens in the casting process, like all of that. Um, so it's definitely why they don't eat on their one on ones. <laughs> yeah, if you're Wasn't like that fascinating, we're not going to give it away. I have to say because I'm such a bachelor freak, I like knew pretty much all of the stuff that she told us. But if you <laughs> haven't like gone deep on like what happens in the Bachelor franchise, like you're going to get a lot of really good tea here in terms of like what goes on behind the scenes, and it's pretty interesting. Um, and of course, we talk about her perspective being one of the only South Asian women on the show and um, how she felt about that. So I think you are going to enjoy this. And yeah, should we get into the interview? Yes, I'm really excited. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And here's our interview with Kirpa Sudik from The Bachelor. We're like so psyched so about good. this. We're really excited. Especially me cuz I'm like I've been a bachelor fan yeah. forever and I've like I always was like I'm never going to see a South Asian woman on this show or man like ever. And I feel like there was one person on Ari season. Yes. Um and then there was you and I haven't seen anyone else. Do you know anyone else? No, that's the only one I know of. Yeah. So that's like really wild. No. <laughs> but yeah, I think what we, we're just, we have so many questions, but I think maybe we could start with like, when did you start watching The Bachelor or did you before you went on the show? I used to watch um, in high school, like way back when like Emily Maynard was The Bachelorette and when she was on, I don't even remember whose season she was on, um, but after that, I kind of like stopped watching because of college and just getting a job and things like that. And then I ended up applying and somehow got on. <laughs> so what was the application process like? All I did was go online and fill out like the form that they have and you like upload uh, two pictures or a couple pictures and then if you hear back, you hear back. But some people go like all out and they'll make like an audition tape and send that in. Like there's different routes you can go, but I wasn't thinking that seriously about it. I had just gotten out of a relationship and I was like, you know what, I'll just apply because my friends were like encouraging me. So I was like, okay, it takes five minutes. I'll just do it and whatever. Didn't expect to hear back at all. How long did it take for them to get back to you? about two weeks oh Oh, my gosh wow and then when were you packing your bags I got called pretty early there were different rounds like to go through for the interview so I think 
I had a few months to prepare um, for the different rounds. And then I think they told me about two or three weeks before filming that I was cast. What? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was just talking about this with my partner, Patrick, and he was like, they have to know like at least six months in advance. Oh, no. There are some girls that had like a week. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. So like (laughs) the reason. What what was your reaction (laughs) when you were cast in this in the season? I was shocked. I was like, oh, well, I hope it's a because at the time I didn't even know who it was going to be. Yeah. Like they didn't they hadn't announce the lead so I was like oh gosh I hope it's someone I'm attracted to (gasps) who did you want it to be if you could think of someone Jason (gasps) who's with Caitlin now (laughs) oh yeah I wanted him to be the bachelor too yeah yeah, yeah. at the time I was like he seems like very well spoken and educated and someone I could get along with so I was like okay but it wasn't it wasn't him (laughs) (laughs) what was your reaction like how did they tell you it was Colton I found out the same way everyone else found out. Like, uh, I think, it, is it Good Morning America or however they... Oh, my God, yeah. really? hmm Wow. Oh. And so you're just sitting at home yeah. and then you... That is wild. Yeah. Did they at least tell you, like, this is when we're going to announce it on Good Morning America? Yes, yes. They like, okay. kind of prep you for that. They're like, watch out for this date. Like, we're going to drop who's The Bachelor. So. so then you said there was like the initial application and then there was like a few other rounds. What was involved in those rounds? Pretty much just um, a lot of questions about my background. And I think they wanted just to see how I was on camera and around like a bunch of cameras. Um, so what did they have you doing? Were they like, go in the fridge or like? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was just like. Kind of like this, just conversation about myself and um, past relationships, my family, things like that. Okay. I, so watching it for so many years, and I guess, I don't know. I've never been single when watching the show, but I was always like, if I were to be single, would I ever apply to be on the show? And I've always thought about like my parents and my family, like as a South Asian, like being embarrassed to like kiss a white guy on screen and (laughs) like all of those things. I just wonder how that felt for you. I'm very lucky because my I'm mixed. So my dad's white and I'm my parents had to go through all of that too because my um, mom's parents, my grandparents were very strict because she was born in India. So I'm sure they were expecting her to marry someone who was Indian as well, but that didn't happen. So I think they were um, totally okay with it. They were very accepting when I told them like, hey, I applied and I heard back and they're like, okay, go for it. As long as I'm so your mom had kind of been through that herself so it was less of a thing how did she meet your dad uh they met in grad school she was studying um, psychology and he was doing dental at usc oh okay yeah he was her like building manager or something like ra or something in grad school oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um that's awesome so she had like she came to the u.s for grad school she, they moved from India when she was about seven, and they lived in Buffalo, New York for many years, and she did her undergrad in Buffalo, and then came to California for grad school. So then where were you born? 
I was born in California. Whittier, California. Okay. And I just, okay, so I have packing questions. (laughs) (laughs) Have a lot of people asked you about that? Yes. How How do you pack and how do you know what to pack? The list that they give you says pack for every season and every type of occasion. So you just have to pack as much stuff as you can in two big suitcases. So they say two suitcases like of this size is what you get. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then what was your decision process like picking out outfits? Um, The dresses were the hardest part for me, like the cocktail dresses. um, Yeah. Because I was like, well, what if I get kicked off night one <laughs> I don't want <laughs> yeah. to go and buy 10 dresses and yeah. not even wear them so I just went to um, rent the runway and I rented a bunch of different gowns and then I was like okay well I'm, I'll pay for the service for like two months and then if I use it I use it and if I get kicked off night one then at least I didn't spend thousands of dollars and they don't give you a stipend or anything Mm-mm. for the clothes Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. And do all do a lot of the women do that type of thing? Or like, did a lot of people come with like, I bought 10 dresses? And- a lot of them came with their own stuff. Um, a lot of the girls had been in pageants. So I think they had okay. a lot of dresses. Um, but yeah, a lot of girls just buy the stuff. It's so hard because it's like, how do you know, like, percentage? Obviously, you pack for the summer stuff because you're in California. Mm-hmm. But then you know, uh, they go to cold climates. And so how did you know? Right. We had no idea where we were going. You don't. You just have to kind of hope for the best and pack a few things for each type of climate. And And so were you and any of the other girls DMing each other before having any sort of relationships? No, I I had no idea who else. And then how did you meet? Like, so they we have you all being in the limos and walking up. Did you meet all the girls right before you got into the limo? No, you meet them once you're in the house. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They really don't want you to know. I think I would be more nervous about meeting all the other women. I was. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. They're all gorgeous. (laughs) That it was very nerve wracking. But then like you chat with them, you have a drink and you kind of calm down. You're like, okay, it's not it's not that bad. So night one, like you felt like after you got into the house and actually like started talking to everyone, it was okay. It wasn't like. Yeah. As a few hours went by, I was like, okay, it's not too bad. Oh my gosh. And is that first night like truly until like six in the morning? Yes. It looks really (laughs) Because you you see it's dark when we arrive. Right. And then sometimes it's morning when they're doing the rose ceremony. I think we... We're officially like done by eight or nine a.m. or something. And then our women um, were they like pounding drinks the whole time, <laughs> or where what were did they have a drink limit? Yes, you can have. T- I think it's two an hour. Okay. So, yeah, they don't want you to get like sloppy or like be unsafe. So I think that I heard somewhere that they instituted that after the right. Bachelor in Paradise season, where. Yeah. That really yeah. unfortunate stuff happened. So yeah. that makes sense. I mean, it seems like if someone was a lightweight, though, like two drinks an hour could be. Could be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're going until like eight in the morning. Like, yeah, that alone would just like kill me, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. 
drinking a lot of coffee that night. I was like, okay. And then so do, when do you eat that first night? Oh, I was eating the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a spread out for you all? Yes, in the kitchen. And I was just like, well, no one else is going to eat. So I'm- right. <laughs> yeah. Then- I'm a nervous eater. So I was just like, okay, snacks. <laughs> <laughs> so like what was it like like getting out of the limo meeting Colton and then like going through the night did you feel like you really had to like I, I don't remember how much you talked to him that first night but was it really hard to get his attention yeah you don't have a lot of time because there's 30 people there so you're all trying to get a word in so the t- I think I maybe had five minutes to chat with him. Wow. So you have to like really just get into it and make it count. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's like. And did you rehearse anything? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, okay, let's go with the flow. See if we have like some sort of connection. And But honestly, I blacked out for that first conversation. I was so nervous. Yeah. You Do you even remember what you talked no, about? Not a clue. Yeah. Did he seem so like a lot of stuff has come out recently about Colton and Cassie. So I have a lot of questions about that. But did was it obvious like right off the bat that like Cassie was the one and no one else had a chance? <laughs> Not after like night one, but I think maybe a, two weeks in. Yes. Yeah. Then it was. Like, okay, he clearly, like, really likes her. So it was obvious to, like, the girls in the house. Do you think it was obvious to Hannah G? See, I I don't think so. Because I was even like, well, maybe it's going to be her in the end. That was, like, another person where I was like, I don't know. They have a great connection, too. So Mm -hmm. I think my final two would have been, like, Cassie and Hannah G if everything had played out. Yeah, Normally, which is like it really didn't, and it's kind of crazy <laughs> to think like Tasha was also one of the top three, yeah. and now she's the Bachelorette. I know it's crazy. So, what time? So, I want to know like the day to day. If you're not on a date, what what are you doing? What is your time spent doing? Interviews um, about like the uh, previous group date, or if you had a one on one, then you'll do interviews about that, and kind of just hanging out. Yeah. It's a lot of interviews. Yeah. That seems really intense just hanging out without yeah. a phone and <laughs> any sort of media. No. No, no, no. And so then you probably like got pretty close with I I would think like clicks would form and stuff like that. Yeah, there were definitely I mean all the girls got along, but there were definitely clicks. But yeah. we were all like really cordial with each other. Do you feel do you have like some really like lasting friendships from the season? Yeah, I actually, well, now we don't live together anymore, but Sydney and I had moved in together. Oh, nice. Yeah, but our lease ended and she ended up moving uh, in with her boyfriend. And Nicole and I are very close. But I mean, we're all over the country now, so it's kind of hard to yeah stay as close. And then Alex, um, she's in Canada, but we've, when we were able to travel, we are taking tons of trips together. Yeah, it must be harder with COVID-19. Yeah. And then so after your season ended, were you, were you thinking about leaving your job to do like either professional modeling or SpawnCon kind of stuff? I 
maybe thought about cutting back but not leaving dental hygiene completely because you don't know how long like right. the sponsorships or whatever will last. So I was like always keeping at least like two days of dental hygiene. And now I've picked up more because there's nothing else to do. So I might as well work more. Yeah. And is that like, I imagine that like people talk about that because as you were saying, it became obvious within a couple of weeks that Colton had like his eyes on a couple people and that was kind of where it was at. So for the rest of you, I mean, do you guys openly talk about that or do you like, I mean, I guess the goal is just to stay on the show as long as possible so people get to know you. I mean, that sounds yeah. kind of whatever, but. No, yeah, we definitely talk about it. At a certain point, at least for me, I knew like, I don't think he's that interested in me. And I mean, we can have a conversation and it's fine. And I just, there wasn't anything deeper than that. And so at that point, a few of the other girls felt the same way and we would chat about that kind of stuff. Did you see any of the girls um, that wanted to be on there so solely for getting social media presence and more followers? No, no one openly would talk about that. And they were all like, there to at least try, I think, genuinely try to like, see if they had a connection with Colton. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask, are you, are you paid at like for weekly on the show? Nothing. No, no payment. Mm -mm. Okay. For Bachelor in Paradise, you do get paid if you go on. So I was like, oh, Kerb is definitely going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. And then you weren't, and I was really upset about it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I miss, <laughs> but yeah, what happened? Like, were you, did they ask you or did like? I went through like the, the routine testing just in case, but they never called me to be on it. Oh, interesting. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, for the audience, yeah. I should say. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess I'm I'm curious about, like, were there points within it where you felt like your South Asian ethnicity, like, made you feel different or, like, made you consider things differently while you were going through the show? I think I noticed, I, I watching, I guess, I never noticed how white the show is. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think being in that setting, I was like, oh, I mean, it, it's very white. And I think a lot of the ethnic girls kind of just felt like they were there for diversity. At least that's how I felt a little bit towards the end. So do you think they kept you on to add diversity longer than like a, you were a producer pick, for lack of a better term? Yeah, probably. And like you, so you did have a one-on-one -on -one with Colton. I did. Which was like, that's a big deal. I mean, out of like the 30 women who go, like how many get one-on-ones? Like seven or eight or, you know, not that many. So yeah. did you feel like that was a producer thing or like Colton genuinely wanted to like have that one-on-one -on -one with you? I think maybe of the remaining girls, he genuinely was like, okay, like, I'd like to get to know her. He probably didn't maybe see it going anywhere. But he was like, if I have to have a one on one, yeah. <laughs> let's pick Kerpa. <laughs> Did, have you talked to him at all since the season ended? Not at all. And so like, recently, there's all this stuff about him and Cassie. And like, there's a restraining order and things like that. Um, I thought she pulled the restraining order. Too. No, I think she Is extended that... it. 
Oh, she extended it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that some, you know, some weird stuff happened with that. And looking back on the season, it kind of seems like maybe when she wanted to leave, like maybe she should have. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious about what your thoughts on are on that, having gotten to know him a little during your season. I was shocked to even hear about that because he's such a sweet and kind person. So I don't know what went down between them to cause her to want that. But he never showed any signs of like being rude or aggressive or anything that would warrant um, uh, that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Do you feel like it was, are you glad that you did the show? No, yeah, I definitely am. Because I met, even if I didn't like have any connection with Colton, I made a lot of good girlfriends from it. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. Was was there anything that they didn't show that you're surprised that they didn't show on the show? Like some lighter moments with the girls in the house? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, footage of like us just acting like regular girls and hanging out and having a good time. But I think they just have so much footage that it's hard to like pick what they're going to show. I actually, I was wondering about since there's so many girls when, when you all made yourselves up before a date or before you had to be on camera, how, how did that work? Well, like with was were there did everyone do that in the bathrooms or did they have <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And it's so nice. Like the girls were so nice. We're all nice to each other. Like I borrowed many things from other girls to wear. They would borrow things from me. Elise did my hair and makeup like many times. So, we all helped each other out cuz we didn't want like someone going on TV looking terrible. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. We're looking for each other <laughs> well and it's 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 weird because like you really don't hear those narratives in reality television people are just ready right. to have women drag each other down yeah right and it, it seemed like there wasn't very much drama between the women like they were trying to kind of manufacture drama I feel like there was some of it like there was a thing with you and another girl at one point I can't remember who it was but Kathy. <laughs> who was it Cassie. Oh, it was with Cassie. (laughs) And that was like, how did you feel about like watching that back? Like, did you feel like it was an honest representation of what was really happening? Not really. I mean, we did have that conversation, but I think it was made to be way more dramatic than what it actually was just for the views. But I mean, we're fine. I've seen her a few times and since then and there's no bad blood. And so do they link a producer up with each girl? Is there pr- one producer for each girl? Or is there just one for each couple of girls? It's like one for a few. Okay. Because there's just so many girls that they don't, it's too many to have. And what is that relationship like? You get very close. It's like how you are with the other girls in the house. You get very close to all these different producers. Are they just sitting in on the off camera stuff kind of talking to you all? Yeah, they do like the interviews um, afterwards just to ask like, well, how do you feel about this? How was your date? How are you feeling about Colton? Things like that. I feel like in this current season, there's been more chatter about um, producer involvement than ever before, just because it seems 
so obvious that they're involved. Right. Um, have you been watching Claire's season so far? Haven't. Oh, okay. I work nights on Mondays and Tuesdays. So oh my god! I'm <gasps> home. I'm like, okay, I just give up. <laughs> Good for you. How how does have you watched the Bachelor Bachelorette after you've been on? I watched Hannah's season. Okay. So I did. And then how do you watch when once you've been on that show? Like how how is it different from watching it before you were on? You kind of know that things are uh, probably blown out of proportion certain like moments, but for the most part it's all real, but you have to like I keep in mind like okay, that person was probably super tired from being up all night filming, so maybe that's why they right. were irritable. Mm-hmm. things like that do you think that's a tactic of theirs probably it works <laughs> it would be a good tactic what is like the most um the the longest you were awake on any given day while you were filming i think that night one right yeah. night one yeah because i think we started filming at 7 p.m and then we were done at nine and like then you go right into day one right, right. like do they let you sleep that? Yeah, they, they definitely, yeah, they let us sleep. Okay. And then, yeah, we go into it. Do you have an alarm? Do you have to wake up by a certain time each day? Um, They would wake us up, like, to let us know, like, okay, guys, it's time to get up. Just start getting ready. You have to be downstairs because there's a possible date card coming. Oh and so gosh. what time was that usually at? Maybe around, like, 6, 7. Wow. Wow. That's early. Yeah. The 6 a.m. And then you're just filming all day into the evening. I mean, if you're on a date, like a group date, yeah, that's like an all day thing. How, so on the one on ones, I've always been curious because it's like, it's throughout the course of a whole day, but like there's obviously breaks in between. So how did, um, how does that work? Like, do you do the first thing in the morning and then you have like five hours off or how does it happen? I think my one-on-one started around noon and then I had a few hours to change and get ready for the evening portion, maybe like two or three hours, and then it went into the dinner portion. Okay. And why do, why do you think people don't eat their food <laughs> on those dates? <laughs> I know this is nitpicking, but... I'm, they look like there's a perfectly good meal. Is it because it, of... There me- is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's annoying to get all that feedback on the mic, like of people chewing and right. sounding. So they don't want us to eat. So do you eat before? Yeah. I But every once in a while, you'll see someone like eat something. Yeah. Like I'll pick something. <laughs> like definitely on the group dates, there mm-hmm. was always food and I was definitely eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would just be like too much temptation. Yeah. And then I also noticed like a lot of the women will only drink white wine or like right. drinks that aren't red wine because to like to not stain their teeth and stuff like yeah. that. We were all sharing like crest white strips. Oh, I bet. I (laughs) bet. So since the show ended, like what was the feedback from like your friends and family and then also just like the rest of Bachelor Nation? Yeah, my friends and family were really supportive. And I think that helped a lot because I got a lot of negative feedback from Bachelor Nation. 
after the what? whole like Cassie thing. Oh my. Okay. Can we talk about what happened <laughs> again with Cassie? Because I'm not remembering totally and I couldn't find, like I couldn't rewatch it. Yeah. Um. So we were in Vietnam and Katie was leaving and she said something to Colton like, watch out. Some of the girls aren't really here for you. Or she said something. Mm-hmm. And then that brought up this whole thing with something she had heard on a bus ride or or on a group date about Cassie and Kaylin talking about how they wanted like the sponsorships and stuff like that. Oh, yes. They were talking about what happens after the show. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so then that got brought up in Denver later on because Colton, when I had like, um, it was a group date, but I had a chance to pull him aside and just chat with him. And he brought up like, hey, I heard about this from Tasha. What's mm. your take on it? And so I just told him like, whatever. Oh, I heard this from Katie. Um, and then that's what they showed. Um, Cassie confronting me um, saying like, why did you tell Colton this? And I was like, he just asked me. Yes. Yeah. OK, so that's what it was. Was it annoying that Colton was asking you that? Like, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'll just answer, but I'm gonna, I know this isn't gonna end well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the person that snitches, no yeah. offense, it never ends it, well for no, the person that snitches. Goes. But it, it's also like, if you're there, I mean, you're at this point, you know, okay. Cassie or Hannah G is probably the one but it's also like I'm here to talk to you right now like why are you asking me about the other women and that's like I know you're not watching Claire's season but that's like that's exactly what's yeah like I don't know if you know anything about it but she basically is in love with this one guy yeah yeah And like, it's very obvious. And she spends like an entire group date just asking the other men about him. (laughs) And it's like, it's bad form. It's cringy. It's really cringy. So I want to know the feedback from Bachelor Nation and and to the extent of if it's like really negative or like, what are they saying after something like that? Right after that episode aired it was really rough because people were just super aggressive because they've picked a girl that they like and they loved cassie and so they just came for blood and were attacking me in my dms and saying like really terrible things so that was rough but and how do you digest that you just have to like i didn't even open a lot of them i would just delete and block people was i have to ask was any of it like racially insensitive yeah some of it oh my gosh yeah i'm not surprised at all yeah um that is really so yeah like uh, come on people (laughs) it was like really like oh it's sad it is sad yeah so what was your like your your episode watching routine when when your season came out I would watch with friends or family. Like I wanted to have people around, especially towards the end when I knew that stuff was going to air. I was like, okay, it probably won't end well. So I wanted to be around people that like actually knew me. Right. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and then do you have, ins- you, do you turn off Instagram or don't look at it or don't look at Twitter and your social media? Yeah. So I would just, and I would set like keywords to be blocked in my comments. 
Oh, oh wow. wow. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so like things like hate. <laughs> yeah, like or, or like B word. Or like die. People said die. Like, yes. Oh my God. So that was like that's crazy. I think the extent to which like people on the show who like don't, you know, I mean, you got pretty far, actually, I guess, as, in terms of like the whole cast of that season. But, you know, I would expect that people just like in the top four or whatever at that point, like maybe they would get the barrage of stuff. But no, I guess people a lot of girls. Yeah. If you have awful. like any sort of drama, you're going to get hate. Oh, um, yeah. Did they prepare you for that? Did the producers prepare you? No, they didn't. No. I mean, they were there like they were there for me as it was happening because I would I would uh, text with them and be like, hey, this is going on like this is what's going on. And they were supportive, but because they don't know like what's going to happen. So, yeah. Well, then I'm sure being in touch with the other girls in the house who were there and actually knew it was up to. Yeah. Did you feel like that they the the show prepared you for being out in the world while your episode is being aired? Somewhat. Okay. But I, I just wasn't expecting that kind of response to that extreme. I thought, yeah. okay, for sure there's going to be some hate because she was definitely going to be in the top two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did, but so then when did... I'm h- hoping that that's like calmed down by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh good. It, okay. it calms down after a couple weeks. Oh my god! And then what is it like? Because like you still have a huge following probably and there's still sponsorships and I think people stay engaged for a while afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly positive afterwards. There's still like a few random DMs that'll trickle in of like late viewers that watch the season and still Mm -hmm. like have to say something for some reason. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're a little late to the game. but Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been following you since the season stopped airing and, um, I see that you are in a new relationship. I am. Yep. (laughs) Tell us about it. We met on Bumble and we went on our first date in February and then COVID hit. Oh my gosh. Quarantined together. (laughs) But I think that it was good that that happened because I was like, okay, well, I'm with him almost every day and I right. am sick of him. I'm not annoyed at all. Mm-hmm. So this is great. Like, I really enjoy his company. He's such a sweet guy. Um, so it's worked out. Did he watch your show? No, he's he's never. I think the only episode he saw of The Bachelor, maybe it was Bachelor in Paradise, was... Um, with Chad. He was oh, like, yeah. Was crazy oh, that's guy. quite. Yeah. He was like, there was a really crazy guy who was just like eating a lot of meat and like, <laughs> protein powder. And I was like, oh, I think you're talking about Chad. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my that's God. Chad is like. A, a Bachelor Nation or whatever it's called person to engage with. Yeah. Well, watch. He's like one of the vi- like all time. He pooped his pants. Remember? <laughs> he pooped. I'm obsessed with that. He did it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't pooped. know how he I left blocked them. that out of. He pooped them and he left the shorts there. <laughs> so okay, so your boyfriend is like 
not that's his impression i guess of yeah. the He's franchise like, i don't want anything to do with the show <laughs> yeah totally um yeah i've heard from like a few people that like they started dating right before we had to quarantine and it was either because like you push everything into overdrive yeah. you know really fast exactly like is this something i actually want to spend time on or no, this isn't working. Right. Have you guys been out together and you've been recognized? We went out once to dinner and the girl at the next table said, you look so familiar. Did I go to college with you? And I just play it off. I'm like, oh, I don't know. No, I, I didn't go there. So I'm not sure where you know me from. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably, would you prefer to like not have a conversation yeah. about it? Yeah, <laughs> then get into a whole thing about it. Yeah, and just in case that's not where she knew me from, right. like if I was like, oh yeah, I was on The Bachelor a while ago. And she's like, I've never seen The Bachelor. Then that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like you would go on reality TV again or like that was enough? I think that was enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hopefully... I'm done with dating and I'm in a relationship (laughs) that's going to be a forever thing. So how did the spotlight feel when you're going through that process, both having cameras on you and then um, being a figure on television? During filming, I think having the cameras around, you get used to it pretty quickly because the cameramen are really good about just not saying a word. So it's like Mm -hmm. you don't even know they exist. Um, so after like the first couple nights or days of filming, I completely forgot they were there. And then after once the show aired, that was a little weird, like getting recognized. Um, but it was, it's nice. Like you, people were really nice in person and no one, I've never had a bad experience like out in public where someone said something bad. You don't think that people, well, other than people that are calling you names, terrible names, you don't think, do you think you were conveyed the way you see yourself on camera? No, I think I was very shy um, in the beginning portion of filming and then my personality came through a little bit more, but I think there's like, again, so much footage that it's hard to kind of show what every girl is really like. So I don't think the viewers really got a good taste of who I am. Yeah, which is frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah. Did you hear from like South Asian American women like me afterwards who were like excited to see you on the show and things like that? Yeah, and that was really cool to be like, to get those messages saying like, hey, we're so glad to see like another American Indian woman on uh, TV getting represented. So that was nice. Those were the kind of messages I was like, okay, that made it like worth it. That was good. What advice would you give to someone that wants to, since you've seen the whole system that wants to apply? If you want to apply, I would say just totally be yourself. Don't try too hard because I think the producers can sense it immediately. They've been doing this for years so just go in um don't try and like I think a lot of people go in like trying to think of some story to tell like I don't know a sob story or have something that they want to talk about but just like be yourself I think and don't try and overplay anything that's one thing that I've always wondered about it seems like you have to have this like moment where you share some like really big thing that like 
brings you closer and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> um, like you got pretty far. And as far as I remember, like, I don't remember anything like that with you. Did you feel pressure to share something like that? Or maybe you did and I missed it or I'm not remembering it. On my one-on-one, I told him or we talked about how I had been engaged at one point. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like something we talked about a lot. And it was just yeah. something I mentioned. And it's something I would tell anyone that I date. Like, hey, by the way, I used to be engaged. So was that the relationship you were in bef- right before you applied for the show? No, actually. That, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was in that relationship from like high school through college until I was, I think, like 24. Wow. Oh, wow. And then started dating other people after that ended and so it was someone else right before the show so what was that like so you met in high school and then did you go to the same college wow i know i know (laughs) i i felt bad about that because i got into uc irvine and he got into like really great schools like berkeley and (laughs) okay great great schools i'm like you should probably go there but we both ended up at the same school. So what happened with that relationship? Did you just grow apart? Yeah, I think we because we met so young. And then you start evolving into like different people and our like long term goals and values just weren't aligning. Mm -hmm. And so we were trying to make it work. Definitely like did therapy, things like that. And it just it wasn't going to work. I didn't want to like force anything. Totally. When did you actually get engaged in that relationship? It was after college. So I think I was only engaged for about a year and a half or two years. Okay. So young. Mm-hmm. Do you look back and you're like, wow, I was really young. Yeah. You had so much life to live and you still yeah. do. But I, <laughs> yeah, I just say that as someone who's older than you. <laughs> So now in this relationship, like, I mean, it sounds like you're really into it. Like, this could be your forever person. Like, do you feel like, okay, I'm, I well, I don't know if you even want to get married or if that's a goal or whatever. But do you guys talk about those things already? Or yeah, like, do you feel differently about that now that you're a little bit older? Yeah. And I, I think now that I am older, I bring up those topics a little bit sooner, just because I don't want to waste anyone's time. And I know what I want. So I'm going to lay it out out on the table. And if you want to jump on board, then go for it. But if we're not vibing and your values don't align with mine, then that's fine. We just don't need to waste time. And so you are still doing your dental hygienist work and yeah. things like that. Um, I also noticed that you have all these really fun like cooking videos yeah. on your Instagram. <laughs> How did that kind of come to be? They, they're really cute. I love them. Thank you. Um, I think just boredom being stuck <laughs> at home all the time and I've I cook a lot for my family when I am um home so I was like well I can just make like little clips of what I'm making and super easy recipes and if people want to try them out then they can and so that that started do you think you'll keep doing it after COVID ends yeah probably because I really enjoy it and I like like trying new recipes and I'll have like friends come over and we'll make stuff together so now it's kind of like a bonding experience. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, do you ever 
like bring Indian food flavors into your cooking? I wish I was good at cooking Indian food. My grandma Mm -hmm. would make amazing, amazing Indian food and my mom never learned. And so, and it's, yeah, very sad. I do like to go out for Indian food though. (laughs) That that makes me feel like I need to get better at cooking Indian food myself for like my kid. (laughs) So that he's not mad at me for not learning. (laughs) At least yeah. like a few staple dishes or something. Because I would make like rotis with my grandma all the time growing up. And now we just don't do that anymore. Yeah. And if, if you get out of practice, like it can be hard to learn it again. Yeah. But anyone can learn. So yeah, there's there's time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what else is going on like in your life these days? I guess things are pretty like basic with COVID, but... I know. Um, just trying, yeah, besides work, trying to do like little getaways on the weekends. I'm going on a road trip tomorrow with my boyfriend. Oh, how, where are you allowed to say where you're going? We're going to go up to San Francisco and do like a car camping thing. So we've oh, never nice. done that before. So we'll see how it goes. But it should be fun. He's never been to San Francisco, so... Is he from California as well? No, he moved to um, Santa Monica two years ago from Chicago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So he still needs to see like Northern California. So I figured we've got time. So might as well. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you have a really cute relationship. Yeah, it's 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 good. I'm happy. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, where's. Just thank you so much for joining thank us on the podcast. So yes, of course. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Yeah, and we hope that you have a great trip yes. and that everything goes well with thank like you. everything in your life. And yeah, you know, thanks for having that South Asian representation yeah. on The Bachelor. Of course. <laughs> Hopefully we see more of it in coming seasons. Yeah, I hope so. I hope with everything going on now that they're like more aware that this needs to be a thing. I know it's interesting, actually, just I know you are not watching this season, but it is like markedly more diverse. Right. In terms it of is. Men. I did look at the pictures of who had been cast. And yeah, right, there's a lot more diversity. So I think they're getting it. I th- There was a big petition that went out. Yeah, there was during in June after like the killing of George Floyd and right. all that stuff. There was a big movement. And I think they listened. But. I, of course, was watching for like, is there going to be a South Asian guy? Right. And there was, there were no, there's one Asian, period. And he's East Asian. And then the rest of the guys are black. Yeah. Who are not white. And then I'm kind of like, I, I still wonder if there is still that like, what the, the kind of like apprehension that I've had having two Indian parents who grew up in India and had an arranged marriage. Like, are we willing to like tell our stories on this national stage? It's like so embarrassing to share it. I think it would have been a lot different if my parents hadn't gone through Mm -hmm. what they had being a mixed couple. Yeah, totally. That makes so much sense, actually. That's really interesting. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. Yeah, and have a great rest of your night. You too, guys. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.